Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm glad to have you. And we said we were going to look at politics, rock splitting politics, wherever the chips may fall. Okay. Today, this week, we're looking at the Democratic Party and what they're doing in the presidential primary. RFK Jr. You know who that is? Robert Kennedy Jr. He is the nephew of John F. Kennedy and the son of Robert F. Kennedy, and he's RFK Jr. Now, we're going to talk about what he is claiming that the Democratic Party, the 2024 presidential primary, is now rigged. Where is democracy? And he's written an open letter. I will leave, I will read that letter later in the show. And we're going to get a clip from uh, his, uh, well, he's being interviewed by Jesse Waters on Fox News, not RFK Jr. He has been interviewed on Fox News on several different, uh, different uh, shows. But just recently, Jesse Waters had on Dennis Kucinich. Now, if you remember that name, he ran for president back in 2008, along with a lot of other folks, and uh, or 2012, uh, maybe both. Uh, he he hit the news when it's when he talked about the claim of UFOs. Okay, <laughs> but uh, he never had a great chance at all to win. But he ran. He ran for president on the Democratic ticket, and he's uh, very liberal. But he's very consistent, and you know what he believes. And he's behind RFK Jr. He is RFK Jr.'s uh, campaign manager in this campaign for uh, Kennedy running for president once again. So we got a very interesting show showing what the Democratic Party, the insiders now believe about democracy. I mean, <laughs> we won't even go back to 2020. Just look what they're doing in 2024 to their own party. We're going to look at that and let Dennis Kucinich explain that. And I will read the open letter that RFK Jr. has sent to the Democratic National Convention, the party. So uh, let's get going. Before we jump into that, I will say there is hope that the United States Senate will get a little bit more conservative, at least from one state. Now, why do I say that? Well, our, our Republican friend, if, and I will use that term, he's been uh, predictable on many occasions, but he is a Republican. I'd rather have a Republican 
if he's from a blue state <laughs> that's uh, uh, moderate to liberal. But he's not from a blue state. He once was governor of a blue state. Do you know who I'm talking about? Well, last week, uh, we, we had Mitt Romney, who was governor of Massachusetts and became the Republican nominee in 2012, ran hard, but not hard enough. Again, he's a Republican that the Democrats love because he comes along with them and they can beat him to a pulp and then he still likes them. <laughs> okay? It, that, it was like John McCain. I mean, the Democrats love these Republicans who will cross the aisle, love these Republicans who just they get along so good, but once you get that Republican nomination, they said Mitt Romney drug a dog from his station wagon. They said he killed people by his company's policies. They hit him so hard, just like they did John McCain. They hate the Republicans. They do not let the Republicans have any power. They love the fine Republicans that they know they can beat, and they can just have fun, fun, fun under the sun. That's the kind of Republicans Mitt Romney is the kind of Republicans that Democrats can love because they're good losers. Now, saying all that, Mitt Romney said he would not seek re-election, and he's a senator from the state of Utah. That's where he lives now. So there is hope that the people of Utah will elect a senator, a United States senator, who will be strong and very, very uh, conservative. I'd, I'd love to see Congressman Burgess Owen. How about that? Burgess Owen, we've had him on our show. We've, I've talked to him many times. And uh, it would be great to see him in the United States Senate. Very conservative. Very common sense. Uh, you may have some more. And, and there's others that I know would be more conservative than Mitt Romney has been. So there's a flash of hope there. We'll see who will run for the Senate in the state of Utah for 2024. Now, let's get on to what is going on. RFK Jr. claims and declares that he, the Democrats, the Democrat insiders of the Democratic National Party are, they are putting together a rigged primary. Now, why? Well, let's, let me go ahead and play this clip from, it's a little bit long. I may have to jump in there a time or two, uh, about five minutes from Jesse Waters' show on Fox News. Take, take a listen to this. Joe Biden's just ordered a political hit on RFK Jr. Biden who spent his whole career plagiarizing the Kennedys, now wants a Kennedy silenced. RFK Jr. is saying the DNC has just fixed the primary to make it impossible for him to win. They've made rules that if anybody campaigns in Iowa or sets foot, any candidate sets foot in the state of Iowa or sets foot in the state of New Hampshire, that none of the votes that are cast for that candidate will be, uh, will be tallied. In other words, any delegate that I win in New Hampshire or Iowa would go instead uh, to the president. And, uh, and now they're trying to change it so that if I campaign in New Hampshire, that none of the votes cast for me in Georgia will count. I would have to win almost uh, 80% of 
all of the states in order to beat President Biden, even if he only wins 20 percent. <laughs> Democrats love democracy, except you can't vote in Iowa or New Hampshire. RFK Jr. can shake hands, kiss babies, and hold town halls for six months and walk away from New Hampshire and Iowa with zilch, not a single delegate. The DNC is giving RFK the Bernie treatment. Remember, handpicked superdelegates put Bernie in his place the second he became a threat to Hillary. The DNC designed the system to deny insurgents a shot, and RFK needs to swallow the sleaze or the party is going to bankrupt them. There's some really wild things that they're now considering, including forcing me to actually pay for the primaries. And their logic is that um, they don't need a primary because they already have a candidate. The Democrat Party's decided it's Biden or bust, but the media is keeping their options open. Biden's poll numbers are so poor, it's forcing the press to flirt. Gavin, are you interested? Filing deadlines haven't passed. President Biden doesn't run. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely candidate? Well, I think the vice president is naturally one lined up, and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run, uh, and looking forward to getting him reelected. Uh, I think there's been so much wallowing uh, in the last few months and hammeringing in this respect, uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward to it. I, I under, you know, but. You hear these calls privately. What do you tell these donors who are wallowing in this? Uh, time to move on. Let's go. Now, there's two things be going on here, and I'll tell you. Number one, Newsom is saying that he's letting everybody know he wants to run for president, but he's going to be the good uh, Democrat and do what the party elders tell him to do. The thing he doesn't know or doesn't realize, he may have been told, you will wait your time, and we'll see. Let's get Joe in and drag him through the process. But he doesn't know in the wings that uh, we got Michelle Obama. They want her to come in and save the day. Now, who would be her vice presidential candidate? Is it constitutionally possible for uh, Barack Obama to run as vice president if his wife runs for president? You know, you can't run for president a second time, but can you run for vice president if your wife is going to be the president? Uh-huh. Maybe they're just telling. I, I'm not saying. I, you ask me. Send me send me an email and see. Is, is that possible? But Newsom is being sort of shown the back door, shown, the, hey, there's time for you. We're, we'll, you know, we know you want to run, but the Obamas are running this Democratic Party now. And Michelle Obama, get ready. Uh, I think uh, Gavin Newsom... <laughs> You're just going to have to wait your turn, which means you may be an old, old man if they uh, get eight years out of Michelle Obama. How about that? I don't know. That We have got a lot of things going on, but don't believe that Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. I mean, is he going to make it that far? Okay. All right. Let's let uh, Jesse Waters jump right back in. Looks like Newsom's a good soldier. There's a succession plan. And they say they're sticking to it. It's Kamala for now. Dennis Kucinich, RFK Jr.'s campaign manager, is here. Dennis, what is going on with the DNC? Well, I can tell you what's going on with uh, RFK Jr., and that is that Mr. Kennedy wants to make sure that every Democrat who votes in a primary, their votes will count, that they'll be counted, 
and that if you win a primary, that you win the delegates. I mean, I know that sounds like a novel idea, but as Mr. Kennedy has pointed out, uh, the DNC has arranged it so they can put extra delegates in, stuff the ballot box in a primary, and effectively, even if Mr. Kennedy were to get 60, 70 percent, hand the uh, uh, election to Mr. Biden. Now, you know, this is, uh, you could call it a heads we win, uh, tails you lose approach. So and, even uh, if I, Biden I loses the primary to RFK Jr., the DNC will still coronate Joe Biden the nominee? Well, it, the structure is set up to do that, and, and one must understand that, and that's what uh, Mr. Kennedy has been pointing out. I mean, you, you take this, this simple idea that if you win New Hampshire, you should win New Hampshire, you should get the delegates. But the DNC says because Mr. Kennedy campaigns in the first, in, in the nation state, where that's what New Hampshire is about, no, his votes won't count. I mean, what in the world is that about? I want everyone to think about that. You, you can win, and then they don't let your votes count. I mean, this is the way that uh, the Democratic Party is engaging in self-defeating uh, activities. For example, Jesse, New Hampshire has four electoral votes. Does anyone think that New Hampshire is going to go Democratic with these kind of shenanigans played by the DNC? Does anyone think I Iowa will go Democratic when the DNC has switched to a, from caucus to a mail-in ballot with the, vo with the votes counted by a private firm hired by the state. I mean, you sound I mean, like what, a conspiracy what, theorist, on? Dennis. I mean, we went through a whole <laughs> year and a half of, oh, every vote must count, you, the integrity of the election, and, and this is like Soviet Russia. Do they get that? <laughs> well, you, you know, look, we, I'm a Democrat. Mr. Kennedy's a Democrat. We just want to make sure all the Democrats who vote actually have their votes counted. Yeah, that's, and this the is Republicans uh, really too. Why on September 14th? <laughs> on September 14th, yeah. uh, we hope to be at the DNC to make our appeal to the delegates, uh, so they understand the uh, Rules Committee, so they understand how serious this is and how it's being viewed from outside uh, the DNC. How the American people are looking at this and saying, "Hey." Uh, don't don't ruin uh, an election just because you're afraid of uh, of one candidate. I mean, the truth is that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the only Democrat who would have any chance of defeating uh, Mr. Trump in the election. Well, I heard that Dennis Kucinich says that RFK Jr. is the only Democrat that can beat Donald Trump. In the general election, how about that? How do Democrats like to hear that? They don't like to hear it. They don't like to hear anything that RFK Jr. has to say. And I'm going to read the letter that RFK Jr. has sent, open letter. I'll read that to you in just a minute. First, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we have... Uh, a book out. I say we, I have a book out and I'm promoting it on my show because I want you to know it's a novel and it's not about politics, okay? We, we love jumping into politics, showing you some things that you may not hear other places. So we want you to keep listening to us every week, but there is a book coming out. I mean, it's out there now. Go to hatchybooks.com. Hatchie is spelled H-A-T-C-H-I-E books.com. And you can order a copy of uh, Hatchie, Keeper of the Secret. 
It's the first book in a series. The second book's coming out later this fall. It's ready. Uh, it's not printed yet, but it's getting close. And I've also said now we are on Amazon. If you want to get Hatchy Keeper the Secret, you can just type in Hatchy Keeper. It'll flash up right there if you put that in the search line of your Amazon account. And <clears throat> this is for our international listeners. And for others, if you got a Kindle, you like ebooks, it is on a special. We don't know how long we'll keep it on there, but right now, for 99 cents. Hatchy, Keeper of the Secret. You can buy it on Amazon for 99 cents. Ebook. Now, if you want the paperback, you can get it from Amazon too, or you can get it from my website, hatchybooks.com. But we want you to get a copy. We don't ship outside of the country, but people who are uh, around the world, I know we got listeners in different parts around the globe. I appreciate you contacting us, letting us know you listen. So you can get the ebook on if you get an Amazon, if you have an Amazon account. And right now for 99 cents, um, hey, and if you get one for 99 cents, you like the book, read it, please write a review. We need more reviews coming in, and we also need to give it a good uh, five-star rating if you feel so inclined. But that's it. Go there. Get the book. Hatchy, keep it a secret. It's laying a foundation, and the second book, the novel, is coming out. You will not believe a couple of characters that are in that novel. It'll knock your socks off. So you've got to read the first one get ready for that second one. All right, now, let's get back. I told you there's an open letter. First, let me, uh, let me just play this, and then we're going to read an open letter that RFK Jr. just sent to the DNC. Wild thing. You make my, uh, my heart sing. You make uh, everything uh, groovy. Wild thing. Well, for those old enough to remember, I was just a child, but that was uh, Robert Kennedy running for president, 1968, and somebody got him to sing Wild Thing. There's, there's a whole song on there. You can look it up on YouTube. But uh, Robert Kennedy singing Wild Thing, running for president. How about that? But now, RFK Jr., RFK Jr. is running for president for the Democratic ticket. Kennedy's a Democrat. We know that. Anybody of politics know Democrats tied into the Democratic Party, but they are not helping Robert Kennedy Jr. one single bit. In fact, they don't even want him to run. They want to act like he's not running. And people love RFK Jr. And he, he has some strong positions, but a lot of Democrats don't like, it, like his positions because they make so much common sense. And uh, we, we could, uh, I've asked him to come on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. So far, I haven't heard back, but uh, maybe if you know RFK Jr., tell him to give Doc Holliday a call. Let's get him on the show. But I do want to read this letter. It's, uh, it's mind-blowing that, that somebody would write this letter that somebody running for president of the United States would even have to write this letter. But here it is. Let me read this for you. It says, From the desk of Robert 
F. Kennedy Jr., U.S. Democratic Presidential Candidate, September 13, 2023. It says, Dear Chairman Harrison and members of the DNC, that's the Democratic National Committee, Washington, D.C. He's writing this to uh, uh, Jamie Harrison, the uh, chairman, chairperson. <clears throat> now, here's what he said. Quote, I know some of you well. A few of you are among my oldest friends. Others of you I have never met. But all of you are my family as public servants and fellow Americans. Families tell one another the truth as best we are able with grace and love and, above all, with candor. When we take wrong turns or fail to live up to our best selves, it is our family's responsibility to hold up a mirror and recall us back to our true purpose and highest self-expression. And so I feel compelled to write to you now because in my view, limited though it may be, the Democratic Party has gone off track. We live in times of division, disease, and turmoil, but they are not the first such times in our nation's history. Rulers always face the temptation to maintain social control by denying the people their sovereignty and their voice. But from our nation's founding through many struggles, we have upheld freedom instead. Our founders shed their blood for it. The Civil Rights Movement fought for it and the Democratic Party supported that movement under the Kennedy and Johnson administrations, culminating in the Voting Rights Act. Throughout the modern era, the Democratic Party fought back against censorship, upheld civil liberties, resisted corporate influence, and sought to enfranchise as many voters as possible. The Democratic Party truly lived up to its name the party of democracy, the party of the people. Unfortunately, in recent years, our party leaders have succumbed to the siren of control. They have compromised the defining democratic principle of one person, one vote, through repeated interference in the primary elections. They have hijacked the party machinery, and in recent years directed the power of censorship onto their political opponents, raising political victory onto the altar in place of honest democracy. In schoolrooms across this country, we teach our children that they have an inalienable right to self-determination, that no matter the town or creed or condition into which they were born, they each have an equal right to vote for the life and society of their choosing. And that someday, they too will have the chance to put forth their own ideas and be elected or passed over based on the equal votes of diverse peers. Never in all the civics lessons and all the schools in America did the teacher add except 
foreign states that the president lost in the previous election. Never in all the glorious retellings of our fight for universal voting rights has any teacher added, quote, and the decision of the people should be overturned if it doesn't comply with the preference of the ruling elites, unquote. Yet this is exactly the new page in history that the DNC's pending rules propose, casting out New Hampshire's votes, limiting ballot access in Iowa, and deploying party operatives to water down the popular vote and ensure a controlled victory. Equally disheartening is the DNC's refusal to hold debates. The matter of precedent is spurious, as there has been no serious primary challenge to an incumbent in more than 40 years, although Al Gore, a sitting vice president, did debate challengers in 2000. Voters deserve and democracy requires a competitive process by which to determine nominees. It should be our party's voters who choose a candidate, not party insiders who anoint one. The DNC and the Joe Biden campaign have essentially merged into one unit financially and strategically despite the promise of neutrality in its charter and bylaws. The DNC is not supposed to favor one candidate over another. It is supposed to oversee a fair, democratic selection process and then support the candidate that its voters choose. Much has been said in recent years about our country's endangered democracy. As someone who has spent decades battling corrupt corporate polluters, I can attest that the endangered species are not saved by idle talk. We didn't bring the bald eagle back to the Hudson River Valley by holding a press conference. We did it by cleaning up the pollution that threatened its survival and introducing new chicks to the wild. Our endangered democracy is no different. Its salvation lies in cleansing our society of the toxic divisions and corporate greed that pollute our political waters. Its salvation lies not in sound bites, but in the careful seeding and nurturing of, and protection of healthy examples of democracy in action. To my dear family of fellow public servants and caretakers of democracy, I would like to offer a heartfelt invitation. Please lead by example and hold the most transparent, equal, accessible, and accountable election that has ever been seen in this country. You have the power to do this. You have the power to restore the faith of the people, faith in the Democratic Party, and faith in democracy itself. Family to family, I urge you to reflect privately and in consultation with your higher power on what legacy you wish to leave. Will it be a fearful, desperate, grasping for power at all costs? Or will it be the confident and graceful letting go that marks those who truly believe in democracy? And if in those reflections you find yourself seeking sage counsel, I offer the parting words of George Washington, a leader whose voluntary handover of power set a precedent that echoes to this day. 
parties, Washington warned, become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and usurp for themselves the reins of government, destroying afterwards the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. I write to you now in the hope that you hold the engine of democracy as sacred as I do. I pray that at time of public discontent, you cede more power to the public, not less, and thereby do right by yourselves, by the American people, and by the idle ideal of self-determination that inaugurated our great nation in service of a more perfect union, signed Robert Kennedy, Jr. Okay, folks, that, that, uh, that's a powerful letter. I can agree with so much of it. In fact, in fact, you know, when he said, <laughs> become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert, to subvert the power of the people, I think you're looking at Joe Biden. I think he's talking about Joe Biden. I think he's talking about the administration. I think he's talking about the people who actually make the decisions for Joe Biden. He knows what he's talking about. And if you think this Democratic Party cares anything about democracy, look at the last election. Did they care about democracy then? They don't care even they care even less about it today. Now they move from the general election to the primary election to control it to subvert the voters, to make sure they contain power in their own hands. Okay, thank you, Robert F. K. Jr. And I, that is a powerful letter, and I believe, you know, I can see Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, lighting a match right now, burning that letter and laughing. Just laughing out loud. That's the new Democratic Party. They have power and they don't want to relinquish it to anyone, Democrat, Republican, or Independent. They are the chosen few. They are the elite that run our government and tell everybody else what to do. And you better believe it because they will put you in time out on Facebook. They'll cut your account. Uh, they used to cut your account on Twitter. And they'll, if they don't like you, they'll get 50 CIA, former CIA and military people to say, you know, that's just Russian propaganda. And this guy's a crazy guy. Wow. How much subversion does it take to take over a, a, a democratic republic? That's what we started at. And remember what Ben Franklin said? If you can keep it. You understand that? If you can keep it. Can we keep it? Let's pray that Robert F. K. Jr. will get on some that some of the, the people who are supporting Biden, <laughs> the mainstream media, they why don't they start having a report that they're giving him, you know, free time and, and Biden and, and it's just like pouring money into his campaign because they're backing him, they're covering for him. They don't even ask him tough questions. They don't ask him any questions unless there's a pillow there and let him go to sleep. My goodness. Okay. RFK Jr., thank you for standing up in the Democratic Party and being a person with principle and a person who's asking the right questions. And I hope the American people realize this Democratic Party 
and now is not the Democratic Party of old. It's not. It is absolutely not the party of John F. Kennedy or Robert F. Kennedy. Wow. Okay. You've listened to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We'll hit it hard again next week. God bless you. See you then. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.